Similar to a well-tuned automobile, a guitar requires the same level of attention to perform at its very best. No matter how expensive your guitar may be, we will treat you and your instrument with the utmost respect. Call 920-723-1733 or visit jeffsguitar.com. Jeff's Guitar Clinic in Ford Atkinson, we love guitars. The attorneys at Jingris, Thompson & Walks have had the honor of receiving numerous awards for their work both in and outside the courtroom. But just as important as receiving accolades for being skilled attorneys, it's equally important to give back to the community in which they live and work. If you want a personal attorney that can help you in so many different areas, they've got them. They're in Eau Claire, Madison, Milwaukee, and Waukesha. They're easy to reach. GTWlawyers.com. That's GTWlawyers. When you're looking for a new computer or need help with one you already own, call 231-8000 and Madison Computer Works will get things up and running for you. Madison Computer Works, computers that work for you. Welcome to another podcast at SlyzOffice.com brought to you by the operating engineers, Local 139, and the Madison Teamsters, Local 695. Joining us now from the United Auto Workers Local 469, Mike Bink. He is a machinist at the Master Lock plant in the 30th Street Corridor in Milwaukee. Uh, Mike, I am so sorry for what has happened to you and your comrades at that historical building in in, uh, the heart of where manufacturing used to happen in America. Yeah, we are uh, one of the last holdouts in this area. There was a long time ago in the Journal Sentinel, there was an article that showed, talked about uh, 56 manufacturing firms uh, um, in a four by 20 block area that we, we are in. Perlick, Geyser Potato Chips, uh, Milwaukee Brush, everybody's disappeared except us. Well, and now us. So this completely caught everyone off guard, but I heard that there were some things that were suspicious and possibly eye-opening that the that the uh, firm was pulling before they did this. Is that correct? Uh, in retrospect, sure. And, uh, oh, let's see, without getting too far into the weeds, um, some work was disappearing. There were always reasons for it. We knew that uh, Mexico was ramping up to do some things. But we did not know they were planning to um, use other facilities that Fortune Brands owns as well, which that'd be, the, I believe, the only way they could pull this off. So this is, uh, to put this in perspective, at one time this plant had 1,300 workers, is that correct? Under that, but over 1,200 uh, union workers. Okay. So that was, what, in the 80s? Is that, when, when did the jobs begin to disappear? Through the 80s and most of the 90s, we were uh, very busy in this plant. Um, And we had, I was part of a hiring group in the late 70s where somewhere between two and 300 people were hired in a fairly uh, rapid succession right up until the Reagan uh, recession. Going back to getting to the downsizing, I think it was 1990, late 98, maybe early 99 Uh. when they when they announced it. NAFTA. You bet. Yeah. So the the jobs began to disappear in uh, 98 because of these free trade agreements that aren't really about trade. They're about corporate investment and shifting jobs to work workforces that work for less and do not have the skills your workers do. Uh, tell me about the people that are in your local 
that are in, in local 469. They're skilled workers, correct? Yes. There's even people doing entry-level work. If they're on a machine, they have to learn the idiosyncrasies of that machine. The way I talk, talk about it is how that machine is going to mess with them during the day, and they have to understand how to fix it. Uh, minor fixes by, by the entry level. You also have to know how to uh, use measuring instruments, how to check parts. Um, moving up, we have three layers in the plant. Uh, there's, the, there's the entry level work, and then what we refer to as skill production work, which could be wastewater treatment, heat treat, stamping, die cast, plating, plastic injection molding, and several more. Those are set up and operate. There you're taking raw material and creating the component parts. So those have um, six-month to a year-long training programs, and those jobs pay, uh, there are two levels within that, around 28 and around $30 an hour. So these are good middle-class jobs. Yes, yes. Entry level, we were still trying to do work on that. We had a contract that was going to be negotiated probably beginning in December, but, you know, Unless we can change something, that wouldn't happen. When did uh, Master Lock cease being a locally owned company? That would have been in 1970. The Sorofs um, sold it to American Tobacco for $70,970,000. So then it, I assume that some other you know, Fortune 500 company came in and bought it from the tobacco industry. So that, you know, the... the one of the heirs to the family is the owner of the admirals. Uh, so the family still sort of exists. I'm, I'm just wondering how they feel about what has happened to a legacy company like this. Oh, I, I've not um, had any occasion to speak to them. Um, I can't imagine they feel good. Our plant has been a very steady employer. And right now on the north side of Milwaukee, it's very important that we that we maintain this here. Yeah, the Metcalf the Metcalf Park neighborhood has you know seen a lot of really bad things happen, and the this is one of the beacons of stability. You know, years ago, uh, the Wall Street Journal of all publications called Milwaukee the star of the snow belt uh, because of its manufacturing base, and African Americans made more on average than. Other African-Americans outside Milwaukee, this is, again, right around 1970. And they talked about, you know, the, the great economy in Milwaukee. And then uh, Professor Mike Rosen goes down a list of all the things that began to happen. And it was even before free trade that corporations began to bust unions, split up the jobs, move them out of Milwaukee where they were concentrated. Obviously, they were trying to undo unions. And so this has had a catapulting effect on the city and the state, for that matter. Yes, I agree with Dr. Rosen's assessment of that. Yeah, when I got here, it was uh, in 19, early 1979, and we had, the union movement had already peaked. Companies were becoming more successful at eliminating the labor movement. That's unfortunate in so many ways. Just the, the uh, oh, cliché uh, arise... Um, Rising water floats all boats. We were responsible. The labor movement was responsible for the middle class. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I got booed. I debated Charlie Sykes years ago at his little event out at the that hotel in Waukesha County. And 
in front of that crowd, I said, the union move wouldn't help build Waukesha County. All these nice houses, middle-class houses that people move to wouldn't be here if it weren't for unions. And they booed me, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they don't you know, even know uh, how it started. Right. They're looking from the outside, looking in. Uh, they have big opinions about unions, but have no idea of what we do, not only in our plants, but in the communities. You, you know, former Madison Mayor Paul Soglin once told me, he said, I would rather, as, as mayor, I would rather work with a strong union to get things done and get quality for the taxpayers than deal with uh, maybe a weak union or unions that's not organized or strong because they don't have, they don't have buy-in from their membership. So here, Master Locke has a partner right? That they bragged about. Did they not invite President Obama to Milwaukee when he was running for re-election in 2012 to brag that they brought jobs back to America? Yes. Um, I have a nice picture of President Obama and myself um, um, in my office at home. Two things. That was a very good day for our members. We're very proud that the work, the uh, expertise, the, the work ethic in our plant were being rewarded by actually bringing something back. But that didn't, it was, um, a lot of the parts of that product were die-cast. So um, it had actually a limited effect here. Nonetheless, it was, it was uh, great that we were bringing work back. And it was also great to have the president visit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, if you ask most Americans what they want, they want things made here, right? Or yep. at least, you know, that we deal with countries, if we do trade, that countries that have the same level of pay and union rights. Uh, you know, Canada is a good example of that. Uh, Germany is a good example of that. That if you're going to mm -hmm. trade, you've got to have an equal playing field. And I was, um, I did a little research on where we're sending most likely some of our work. I had to plug in the current exchange rate. The uh, article is a factory worker average salary in Mexico 2023. And after I did the math, what, what they say is the average uh, factory worker gets paid about 3.43 an hour. First off, why does the Mexican government allow their people to be abused that way? And why, why should we have to compete with that? You know, I remember during the 2012 campaign, Mitt Romney came under fun, uh, you know, under fire for all the outsourcing he did with his hedge funds and his businesses. And they shipped these auto parts jobs out of Freeport. Thermostats for transmissions. Seems like just a little part, but it's actually a crucial part for an automobile. And the workers there were telling me what junk was being made by underqualified workers in China. And sadly enough, and this, this is really remarkable, you know, they were forced to disassemble some of the equipment that was literally being pulled off the floor and being shipped to China. They actually made those workers do that before they left. Are you guys going to have that added insult? I'm not sure. Nobody's going to leave here until November at the earliest. And um, our, we lost our, our ma the maintenance, the five trades and maintenance, about almost three years ago. So that group, the firm that uh, that came into our plant, would most likely be doing a lot of that work. It's uh, 
it's got to be a pretty quiet place these days when it comes to how disheartened are people. They must be just devastated. This is a real kick in the gut. Yeah, sure it is. Um, I've got 44 years in a couple months. We have a woman who's creeping up on 60 years here. It's always been a good place to work because of the people within these walls. We've got about half the plant with less than six years. People come to work here. They do a good job. They want a job. So, yeah, it, it's, it's not as happy a place as it was uh, several weeks ago. It's difficult to maintain um, a good attitude to a company that's going to just throw you away. And not one, one thing I do like, need to emphasize, none of the management in this plant made this decisions or this decision that came from Fortune Brands. So... It didn't come Fortune from brand. it didn't come from Oak Creek. It didn't come from Wisconsin. It came from outside Wisconsin. Correct. I want to hear. I want to read you a quote from them. They say, "We want to express our deepest gratitude to our entire Milwaukee team and the greater Milwaukee community for their dedication and commitment to the company." Well, that's a fine way of showing your appreciation. You know, I w- I was raised Catholic. I, you know, it seems to me deeds are how we're judged, not our words. Yes, and um, if they wanted to treat us in that manner, perhaps they should have come here and delivered the message themselves. Or perhaps the people who made the decision would agree to meet with the union. So a lot of people saw this on television, heard it on the radio, or saw it on social media before they even had a chance to go to work. Yes, yes. All right, Uh, let's let's take a quick break. Mike Bank with us. He is with United Auto Workers Local 469 in Milwaukee. Stand by. We're back at SliceOffice.com. Joining us now, Mike Bank. He is with Local 469, the United Auto Workers, talking a little bit about what transpired with Master Lock closing its plant on the north side of Milwaukee. Mike, I'm going to play you a little bit of the coverage from CBS 58 in Milwaukee. WMLW. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Don't give up. Keep fighting. That's all we can do at this moment. Our top story tonight, more than 100 Milwaukee Master Lock employees and their supporters rallied to keep the manufacturing facility open. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. I'm Natalie Shepard. I'm Jessa Breisbeck. We appreciate you being there. Master Lock's parent company recently announcing that the plant at 32nd and Meineke will close in March of 2024. CBS 58's Adam Reif is live to explain what employees say is at stake. Adam. Well, those union members are desperate to keep 350 manufacturing jobs here in the heart of Milwaukee. They say if they lose those jobs, it'll devastate not just their families, but the city as a whole. Today, for hours, those UAW Local 469 members walked the picket line. Then they gathered to make their voices heard. But in the end, it may not make a difference. If Massalot moves, it's, it's almost like death in the family to me you know, and probably to my co-workers too. Which is why Master Lock employees are calling on the company to reconsider plans to shutter the Milwaukee plant. We're extremely disappointed that uh, somebody from somewhere else can make a decision to just make it go away. 350 employees will continue through October. Then the plant will ramp down. They'll lose their jobs when it closes for good in March of 2024. I can't do anything any good for the city. People are going to be struggling to find a job that pays two-thirds of that. Lorraine Baker worries about what she'll do next. I'm 60 years old. 
I can't go out here and compete with the 20 years old trying to find a new job, a new location. Baker said she's too young to retire, but too old to start over somewhere else. She described her co-workers as strong, beautiful, intelligent people. They come here every day to give all they can to master law. Which is why many describe the closing as a slap in the face. They don't care about uh, the people, they just care about the money. Incoming union president Yolanda Nathan said the plant is profitable. We're hurt, devastated, uh, confused. We don't understand what's going on and why the decision to close the plant happened. After employees walked the line Wednesday, several local leaders voiced their support. You guys have kept Master Lock alive in this community. Generations of people in this very community made Master Lock what it is today. It is spitting in the face of a community. So, Bandala Barnes was there, the Mayor Johnson was there, County Executive Crowley. Uh, you've gotten a, a, a great community support since this all happened. Uh, is there anything that anybody can do for the, these workers being displaced? Well, what really needs to happen right now is to get the people who made this decision to work with the union. Um, we're not interested in negotiating the plant leaving. We're interested in negotiating that the plant stays here with, with Fortune Brands. Um, so you haven't given up? I, I can't give up, no. Have you tried to meet with them? Are they saying anything? No, they're not saying anything. Uh, we did express that uh, we need to talk to the people who made this decision. That's who we want, you know, and obviously uh, recognizing that that is Fortune Brands. And we, I don't believe we have an uh, answer to that yet. You know, what's perverse about this is the people that made these decisions probably will benefit personally from the, this cost-cutting, from, you know, middle-class jobs being shifted to low-wage jobs. They'll personally reap a benefit from that. Oh, without a doubt. Um, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe that the largest individual holders of... Uh, Stock are, would be the board of the uh, the, ent the entity that's doing this. So tell me about you know some are talking about severance and making sure people get a decent severance package. Uh, has the company said anything about that? No specifics. But when they started talking that way is when we uh, told them that uh, we're not ready to discuss that. Uh, what we want to talk about is keeping the plant here. What can people do to show their support for? you and your co-workers since everything that happens here is uh sent to corporate you could uh write to just to master lock in general put a postcard in the mail that says milwaukee needs these jobs or whatever whatever you're feeling this this will have repercussions we do have as i stated earlier a large amount of very well-paid jobs here and it will in this area, it will make a difference and not a good one. Um, we have a lot of support from our elected representatives. Uh, if you would uh, give them a phone call, just thank them and ask them to continue to push to help get this plant, uh, to help make this plant uh, stay here for as long as it can, because this is unnecessary. This plant is profitable. Um, on our worst day, we're profitable. I have, so no, it's, I have no doubt about that. And Look, people expect a certain level of quality. Let's talk about the consumer aspect of this. That you make parts for locks. Now, are these for padlocks? Are they, what what type of locks are you making 
at Master Lock. That uh, you are you're you're machining the parts at that plant. Is that correct? We make uh, the parts for the combination locks for um, laminated locks, which are Master Lock's uh, bread and butter. Uh, we do some solid body locks um, and um, a safety lockout used in industry. That would be the majority of the work we're doing here now. And we make millions of parts every day to be shipped to our um, assembly facility in uh, Nogales. This is kind of it's, this is kind of interesting. There's a lot of parts manufacturing that's been shipped overseas or down to Mexico, but the assembly stays in America. This is kind of the reverse, where you make the parts in America, and the parts get shipped down to Mexico to assemble them. I assume those assembly jobs used to be in America. We have empty floors of this uh, building. When we when we were doing all of the work, uh, you you would have just about had to shoehorn more processes into this building. But we always managed to find room when something new came along. And um, I don't remember, it's too many years ago, what they said they would save by doing the work in Mexico. But the only reason they're saving is because they're abusing the people there. Let me ask you, I mean, as far as consumers go, uh, you know, people depend on, locks are pretty important. This is a you're not making uh, some trinket that's just a toy that goes in a you know McDonald's playset. This is something people secure their homes, their businesses, their gym lockers, their school lockers, their property. Uh, mm-hmm. th- this is something that people depend on, and that name has a good reputation because of the work you do. Do you expect a uh, fall off in the quality of what Master Lock produces because of this? Well, I, I can't predict, but there, there was a reason that the simple work went away, because these are skilled jobs that remain. I don't know that the ability to find uh, maintenance or uh, mechanics down in, in Mexico is better than it used to be, but that's where I would say they would probably struggle, is in uh, maintaining the equipment. And if the equipment isn't being set up properly, then, then quality suffers immediately. Again, we're not privy to um, information on how they're going to do this. It's just that they're going to do it. You know what's uh, sad about this is that there are jobs beginning to come back to America, partly because of the pandemic. Uh, the Biden administration has put a focus on this, which is excellent. Uh, Joe Biden didn't have a good record on trade as a senator, but I do think he is understanding that he was in error in voting for those agreements. And as a president, he's been quite good. It's so sad to see jobs coming back in some places, maybe not as many as we had originally. And for this to fly in the face of a growing trend that's positive. Yeah, we're a little late to the game and throwing jobs away. And especially when there's funding to more funding to do things here than there used to be. Right. But, that's what we will pursue in an effort to uh, keep the plant here. You know what else is uh, the, the environmental factor in this? You know, the more you ship, the more you're using fossil fuels, the more energy you're using. Uh, you, you ship up down to Mexico. You're obviously spending more on fuel and uh, 
Obviously, that's not particularly great for the environment. There's an environmental cost to this as well. Mexico doesn't have the environmental standards on their manufacturing plants either that America does. Uh, no, and from what I understand, not close. And it's, as we do know from uh, the 70s, uh, it's very expensive to clean up what you've made a mess of. And it's, it's very harmful to expose people to, expose your workforce to the uh, chemicals and uh, solvents that we don't use in America anymore. We don't know if there's any prohibition in Mexico. All around, it's a, it's a terrible, terrible thing. How can people support the, not only, you, you talk about sending cards to Masterlock. How about the workers there? Is there anything anyone can do to show them support? Because I have no doubt that the vast majority of pe- people in Wisconsin have your back. Oh, I hope that, and I, I want to believe that as well. And uh, what they could do is, if we're before we have another rally, every we're going to publish that and come out and join us. I will be there. It would be great to see you there. Um, any, any support we can get, every person there makes a difference. Our people are going to be struggling going forward to replace what they could lose here. Well, you have my commitment to not only show up, but to help the workers that are struggling. I'm, I'm so horrified by this. And, you know, these are my roots. This is my family. You know, my ancestors worked in manufacturing in Milwaukee and, uh, it got us through the, got my parents through the depression and so many other difficult situations. And it's just so sad to see the heart ripped out of the 30th street corridor. Mike, I, I appreciate you coming on today. Mike Bink with UAW Local 469. I also promise you folks, I will keep you in touch on what's going on in this situation so you can show your support. Mike, thanks for coming on today. Thank you.